Well, good morning, UDOT employees. This is Carlos coming to you from day 46. A legislative session just wrapped up last night at midnight. And as usual, they went right to the wire. You know, it's that true thing that given somebody's amount of time, they're going to fill it up no matter what. And they really did fill it up. And uh, it was uh, nip and tuck a little bit right up to the end on a couple bills that we were watching. Um, I want to start off by first of all recognizing and thanking the UDOT team that helped us be prepared up there at the legislature. And when I use the word UDOT team, I mean it is so many more people than spent their days up at the legislature. I mean, Linda Hull, she was there every day, all day, um, very late at night, very early in the morning. Just an exceptional job as always, but the team with Elizabeth Wade helping Linda out. Shane Marshall doing an exceptional job and all of our group leaders and region directors. I don't know if they like getting that call, um, but they all showed up when we needed them to do and they wore their best suits and looked good and represented the department well. But even though those folks were up there um, representing the department, it took every one of you UDOT employees to make them sure that they were prepared. And the actions you were doing, taking, work, taking care of work at home is really what gives UDOT that credibility, that trust, that when a UDOT official says something, people believe it and they want it and they do trust us. So quick little uh, snapshot. Um, again, this morning, early in the morning, it was five in the morning, we were still digging through trying to figure out what had happened. And to tell you that I completely understand what went on on all those bills that, that passed and uh, those that didn't pass, I'd be, I'd be fooling you. So I'm not going to do that. So this is what I think I know as of now. Let's start off with uh, really what matters. Um, and it's what did the legislature do for our state employees. Uh, if you remember, the governor proposed a 2% pay increase. Um, the legislature more than came through this time. Uh, the pay increase, it's a general increase of 2.5%. And uh, so what that means is all of our employees are going to be moved up 2.5%. So I was really quite happy to see um, probably the biggest jump we've had for our employees for many years. So congratulations to you. Um, the state is going to fund their portion of your health care increase. Um, that represented about a 4.1% increase in the cost that the state pays for your portion of your health care. Uh, so health care had been going up quite quickly. Uh, this is one of the more moderate increases that I've seen in the state covered this cost. Um, we've talked about this. Um, it was really the biggest disappointment on the employee front from my perspective is, but the legislature chose not to phone, fund the uh, hotspots. And those hotspots would allow us to go into those areas where we're seeing a lot of turnover, we're having a hard time recruiting employees, where we have a big differential with the uh, private sector. They chose not to fund those at that time. If you recall, when we started this, I talked to you about what we call our building block. That was the, uh, the items that were contained within Governor Herbert's budget those items that would allow us to go out and advocate for increases either in budget or positions within the department. And our uh, building block request this time was really the biggest increase in employees um, that we've seen than I think I've ever seen actually uh, within the department. We asked for 12 new incident management team members along with the equipment needed to support them. And we also asked to, uh, we had been using seven part-time employees uh, from a temp agency at our traffic operations center. 
uh, we asked to increase that total number to 12 and make them full-time employees. So essentially, we got 24 new employees here at the department working out of our traffic operations center and incident management team. It's really a reflection of how important operations are to the future success of transportation in Utah. Um, probably one of the bills that received the most attention, you know, if you looked at the website, they, they keep a running total of the most viewed bills on the legislative website. And sitting up there at number one for the last little over a week and a half was Donald Trump uh, National Parks Highway. Uh, but number two was uh, transportation governance. And that was really the bill that uh, I think most of us have been following closely. It's a bill that had been developed starting last May through the interim session. There was a task force that was meeting and um, members of the department have spent thousands of hours working to support and provide information to the legislature on that bill. Um, and it passed. It passed on Wednesday night. Um, I was surprised. It's a type of bill that usually goes down to the wire. But it was pretty interesting. Um, from the UTA perspective, it changes their part-time board, 17-member part-time board, to a three-member full-time board. <clears throat> it was felt that an organization as large and as sophisticated as the Utah Transit Authority, it was important to have full-time leadership there. And so that three-member, I can't remember if they're going to call them a commission or a board, but there's going to be three full-time members representing the, the transit district up here in the Wasatch Front. Um, so there's going to be a process by going through and selecting those. So a big change there. Um, you know, there's also options for local counties to approve additional funding for transit. That was really an important thing. And so now the counties have the opportunity to pass an additional local sales tax that will go to transit. As we all know, uh, with our doubling of population, we're not going to double the lane miles. Transit's going to play an increasingly important role in the success of Utah and keeping Utah moving. So um, I'm excited about that. Now, what's getting most of the attention, unfortunately, is kind of a silly thing. Uh, it's the name change for UTA. They came up with a... Um, not a very name that rolls off the lips very well. Uh, Transit District Utah, um, TDU, um, and there was a concern of how fast do they need to make this change. I think the bottom line is the bill says they don't need to make the change unless they have the money to do so. It's going to be very complex and expensive to do so. So I anticipate this is going to be something that's going to play out over the next several years, and I'm sure future legislators or legislators are going to consider that provision and perhaps make a change. From the UDOT side, there were some pretty big changes from UDOT because this task force looked comprehensively at transportation. Um, and what they recognized is they wanted the state to take a stronger leadership role in statewide strategic planning. And so we've been calling this initiative U-Vision. We, we figured we needed to give it a little name. And so we called it U-Vision. And so that's going to be a new area for us. We're going to be stepping up in the planning area across the entire state. Um, it provides for and allows the department to enter into new forms of public-private partnerships. Um, it allows it and tells us to look and find ways to help economic development across the state. And it really puts us into a transit developer's role. And so we now have the authority to do the environmental documents for transit projects, to do the planning for transit projects, and to actually do the construction as well. So you're going to see us moving to try to you know, learn in those areas and to provide some expertise in that area. Now, there were some organizational elements that come along with these additional responsibilities, I think, that are going to probably be of interest to the department. And they're going to be of interest to me as we move forward on this. Um, one of the 
build provisions was the requirement that we implement a second deputy director position. As you know, uh, Shane Marshall is our only deputy director. UDOT's almost a $2 billion a year organization, and most state agencies have several deputy directors. Um, I think it's because of how great you guys are and how efficient UDOT works that we've been working this well. Um, but with these additional planning requirements, these additional transit responsibilities, the legislature felt now was the time to provide for that second deputy director position. It also requires for a new position, a new division within the department called the Division of Planning and Investments. So we got a lot of work to do to figure out what this means and how we're going to proceed on this. And I look forward to keeping you up to speed as, uh, as we figure out how this is going to happen. Uh, also in this bill provides funding for some, trap, uh, some uh, capital development for transit. Small money starting off, but it's going to continue to grow. That was a really important point. The legislature wanted the state for the first time to do transit development projects. So let's build whatever it is, bus rapid transit, light rail transit, uh, heavy rail. Uh, we now have some money to do that, so that's going to be an important part. Um, in order to do that, one of the things is we need to change the criteria by which the Transportation Commission uses to select projects. And they're going to have to include criteria for economic development and also land use uh, provisions. So what type of land use are those local governments doing is going to have a say in terms of what types of projects are selected, not only for these transit projects, but also for the project, our large capacity projects that are contained within the Transportation Investment Fund. Um, one bill that um, took a turn that we didn't expect was uh, Senate Bill 71. It's a toll road provisions bill. And we had wanted the ability to be able to charge our customers in the express lanes and in any other future toll roads uh, by uh, taking license plates based on the license plate. And that's the path that we started down and the bill got amended in the Senate, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, uh, to allow the department with the commission to be able to toll existing capacity. We've never been able to do that. Um, so they wanted us to be able to look broader and to look at um, <clears throat> more roads within the state to consider whether or not um, tolling would, be in, would, would help us do that. There was also a bill to create an inland port um, authority in the northwest quadrant of uh, Salt Lake City. Um, why do we care? Well, we do the freight planning in the state. And uh, they also chose at the last minute, I didn't even know this until yesterday, to put a member, you know, UDOT now has a seat on that inland port authority. So we're going to continue to see what that looks like. Uh, another bill that, you know, is a small division within the department, but very important, is our, from, uh, affects our aeronautics division. Uh, previously, the state tax commission had the authority to uh, charge registration fees on aircrafts. The legislature felt that we were not collecting all those fees. That money that comes in from those aircraft registration fees ends up going uh, to our aeronautics restricted fund and then is allocated by the commission for airport projects around the state. So we're going to be getting into the game of collecting registration fees for airplanes across the state. We got to figure out what that means. Um, we got a lot to do. Uh, I sat down this morning as we were trying to, we were digging through some of the funding bills and started putting a list together of some of the things that we have to do. And I'm sure I've got maybe less than half of them here, but we got to go through and change our organization. We have to come up with new selection criteria for how we pick transit projects as well as major road capacity projects. We're going to do a roadway usage charge demo. So charging people based on how many miles they drive versus collecting a gas tax. Should we do a toll study now? 
The expectation is the legislature passed a bill, should we look at what a tolling, what kind of money tolling can bring in? Uh, we have to do rules and policies for P3s. So we used to be able to do P3s for toll roads. Now we have the authority to enter in a much broader range of public-private partnerships. So that means rules and policies. We have to come up with some process for this U-vision, for the strategic statewide planning. How do we do that? What does it mean? All those are questions. We have to implement our IMT and our new control room uh, people. Are we going to become a much more sophisticated organization in operations? We have to figure out how we're going to go out and figure out where the planes are, what are they worth, and how are we going to charge registration fees, and how are we going to collect that money? And guess what? We're going to do all of that while we keep the biggest program we've ever had of projects in this department moving forward and make sure that they're successful. So um, I'm glad the session's over. I'm a little nervous about what it looks like going forward, but I'm really excited to be partnering with you guys to be able to do it. So thank you for everything. Thanks for what you do. Hope you have a great weekend and look forward to coming back on Monday and tackling some of these great challenges we have. Thank you for keeping UDOT moving and Utah moving. <laughs>